Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We're your hosts, Wits and Roz. It's pretty quiet in here. New apartment. I'm not on a loud street anymore. I'm in civilization, as I would call it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm down to crap on the valley or crap on yeah crap on the valley is the right way of putting it that's the part of town i used to live in in la now i'm back on the west side where actual people live and uh I'm ready to get after it it's great wit how you doing today doing great e got a lot to talk about nfl drafts is finalized we are uh full swing in a major league baseball and nba playoffs they are right around the corner so Good time of the sports here coming up again. That is very true. Sports are in full swing. Um, and uh, <laughs> and it's, it's good to take your mind off of, of football, right? Like, <laughs> if like, you're a Packers fan, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm just uh, – I'm excited. Um, I don't even re- – yeah, you know, I'm just excited. I'm excited for all the other sports going on. I rarely say that because I could care less about the NBA and Major League Baseball, usually this time of year. Um, the Cubs look like they they took a couple games from the uh, from the Dodgers, so that's fun. But, again, the Cubs are the Cubs, and we'll see if they, they're able to last. Before we get into real sports, how about uh, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul? We brought this up. And now Jake Paul making a mockery at the, at the faceoff. Pol- untying his shoes while he's on stage pulling off his hat i watched it and i was like if i'm a betting man this is very staged and i would stay very far away from this fight if you like to gamble just my take i don't think anybody in the world can just go up to floyd mayweather untie his shoe like a child and take his hat like a child and you're talking to somebody who backs the paws on pretty much everything i think they're geniuses honestly they are. I think. This seems a little staged. If you watch the videos, part of me is like, I didn't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's Floyd Mayweather. There's no way you get, one, you get away with it if you're fucking with him in a way that he doesn't like. And two, you get that close to him while he's doing, like, while he's doing a face-off, while he's doing a weigh-in, you don't get that close. I don't know. I would stay away, I would stay away from betting. I think everybody is going to want to take Logan. I don't know what the odds are yet, but... If it starts swinging in Logan's favor, I'm telling you, I think it's just a, it's a staged little event. Yeah, and they'll probably both uh, 
have a cigar after the fight and celebrate all the millions of dollars that so they much money. put off everybody. So not a bad deal for them. No, it's not. They're going to make so much money. I mean, and, and boxing fans can hate on it, but I, I make the argument that, like, it is good for boxing because Logan Paul's fan base, which might not have been a boxing fan base before, that's 20 million, and that's just on one social media outlet. That's the millions and millions of followers he has are now going to put their attention into boxing and get to see Floyd, who carries real boxers all the way in because he's the best boxer arguably of all time. You could debate Muhammad Ali, but I don't know. I think it's good for boxing. I hope it's not a stage match. It just seems like the Jake Paul shit was very staged. And maybe that's just for them. Maybe it has nothing to do with the fight. I just thought they were creating drama out of nothing, and that might just be the art of boxing, and making, making a scene or making some drama. I mean, you know what? Regardless of where boxing is at today, I think it's on the sport the reason it's not as big anymore. I mean, just hearing my parents talk about it growing up, like, Boxing was a pretty big deal. It was very highly televised. But, like, between me and you and kids these days, I don't think you can name five active boxers right now. And there's a reason for that. Just they don't – they just don't promote it. Like, the UFC in the past 20 years has gone exponential in terms of growth. Meanwhile, boxing, I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about it because you never hear anything about it. So – you know, if you're a boxing purist and you don't like this kind of stuff, it's too bad. It makes a lot of money. Yeah. I don't even – boxing is boxing. If you're – if you have to obtain – or, like, go buy the boxing rule. It's like, for instance, I t- – I, uh, I don't know if this is going to be a good example. We'll see where I get to on this one. But – Don't hurt yourself. I know, right? Boxing purists, the idea is that it's in Vegas or wherever they're sanctioned fights – rules 12 rounds whatever the fucking i can't even name them that just shows how out of it of boxing i am if these follow all those same rules it's still boxing it's just like i know i'm not in the nba but i think somebody could appreciate me playing high school basketball or somebody playing college basketball because it's still you have to abide by the rule of the sport i'm not saying this is like college boxing or high school boxing. I'm just saying it's another form. If you're not going to allow them in your top league, your pure, your purest stuff, they're still abiding by the rules, the rounds, how you fight, whatever it is. I just, I don't like purists need to take it easy. It's still a boxing match. To, to the, to the whatever. It, if you go into a dictionary, look at the definition of boxing. I, they're all the same thing. Am I not close? Did I like go a little? Old? I like it wasn't your best point ever. No, it's that. not. And I like knew that when I was saying that. I think my, I just I actually think this is significantly more beneficial than boxing right now. In fact, I think boxing might succumb to the Paul brothers. Their their numbers are insane. I understand if you look at the top ten pay per view fights of all time. Jake Paul just got number ten against Ben Askren, a fucking. Bum UFC fighter. I understand an Olympian wrestler. Was a champion UFC fighter. I mean, let's let's not disrespect the guy but now. Was in the UFC. He was a champion in the UFC. Yes. I mean, it didn't yeah. last very long. Masvidal put one knee to the face and it was game over. Yeah. I don't know. I like, but he's not a boxer though. 
in boxing world, I don't even think they really knew who Ben Askren was. Now you got Floyd Mayweather, who is your staple, your poster child for boxing. In fact, you mentioned, can I name four boxers nowadays? I might get be able to get, like, what, Tyson Fury and the guy he fights. I already forgot his name. Exactly. Um, but I could, I remember when Pacquiao and Mayweather were the talk of boxing. Like, that, there was some stuff behind that. And I think the Pauls are bringing, who gives a shit that it's not a pure thing? It's not Tyson Fury versus Floyd Mayweather. I know that couldn't happen because of weight classes and everything. All right, but, I think we need to get you off the boxing track. I don't know. I, I think it's, I'm, ups- I'm upset. I'm upset that people don't think this is just as credible. I think it is. That's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. If you're willing to pay for it, then you're saying it's credible. So, And if you don't like a guy, you're probably twice as likely to pay for it and watch yeah. him try to get his ass with. That's, that's what Jake Paul does. That's why I wonder how much of it's staged with the, uh, the shoe pulling and the hat pulling away. I'll get off of it. I'm very yeah. team Paul. I'm very team Paul and boxing purists can – I'll skip that word. Um, anyways, let's talk about real sports going on. We're entering NBA playoff realm, the new NBA play-in, which everyone is uh, up in arms about. And really the only people up in arms about it are the people who either didn't make it or are all of a sudden in it and they didn't expect to be in it. So the Lakers, for one, I love LeBron more than the next guy, but it's a really big take it easy moment when he says the guy who created the play-in should be fired. Honestly, in a league where you already give over, what, 66% of the teams in the league a chance at the playoffs, who gives a shit? It's just a different format of doing it. I mean, it's probably going to be electric to watch. It's not going to be the seven-game series, I don't believe. I have no idea how it works out. I haven't even looked it up. But it's it's more fun, right? It's more – I think betting becomes entertaining – once the NBA reaches the postseason. Because you don't know what you get on a given night in regular season. You don't know who wants to play, and you don't know who wants to play. So, I don't know. For me, more more playoff activity, better to bet on. Yeah, that's fine with me. And LeBron, I mean, pretty big hypocrite, because last year he said he liked the idea. But now that, you know, the Lakers have crapped on their leg the past three months and dealt with a lot of injuries, now he doesn't like it. So, I mean, whatever. I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I mean, they put themselves in that position. I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to be in the play-in. You know, don't be the seven through ten seeds. It's like you guys are the Lakers, and I'm sorry you guys had to deal with some injuries, but that's the way it is. So I think that speaks know. volume to the Lakers. I mean, I think the team sucks. I, I honestly, I think the team sucks, and I think LeBron and AD are that good. And if LeBron's going to come out and say that he's never going to fully recover from this injury he just got. What does that mean for this team moving forward? AD, I, I don't know if I said this to you on the phone or I was talking to somebody, some other person that watches basketball. He's never done that on his own. Never been a winner on his own. He can't. Yeah. He, never gets to that next, he never gets to that next step. And a lot of players don't, right? You can make the argument Carmelo, Chris Paul, some of the best players of all time don't get it on their own. I think that speaks volumes to LeBron's career. And I also think it speaks volume to um, – AD and his capabilities. I, I don't know. I think you need a fully healthy LeBron, especially this year, because it's going to happen the same way on the other side. Brooklyn's going to have because look at Brooklyn was playing without their guys pretty much every night. You never knew it was honestly uh, a revolving door on who was going to play for Brooklyn this season. Yeah, I don't think all three of them have played together more than ten games yet. Um, yeah, 
So. But you're going to need a fully healthy LeBron. So hopefully he can take that comment back. And two, you're going to need AD to reprise his role as this sidekick or take that next step. Be the man. You know? Yeah. That's what, wanted. That's what they brought you in here. When, because you're kind of like, they're, if you're the Lakers organization, you want AD to be a staple moving forward, even after LeBron's career is going to end. Nobody knows when that's going to end because he hasn't, literally, he hasn't regressed at all. But the idea is old LeBron. Question, question for you, though. You know, LeBron this year dealt with, you know, a few injuries here that it seems like he's never really had to deal with. I mean, where do, where do you think the future I, of his career goes from here? I would agree with you if it weren't the type of injury, right? Like high ankle sprain. I don't think you're more susceptible. Like, obviously your body ages and like you wear down a little bit. But an ankle sprain is an act of like something like forcing that to happen. It's not wear and tear. Like I, I sprained my ankle severely and I'm 26, 25, I, I know. Like, but I'm just saying LeBron, when is LeBron like his really arm, ever been if he's like his shooting really going down because he has like arthritis in his arm, shoulder, that's like way out there, right? Arthritis, I don't like, like tendinitis, tendinitis, constant tendinitis that's making him sit out more and more. That's a really good example. I mean, Michael Jordan dealt with that towards the end of his career. But you're not seeing that. You're seeing this ankle sprain, which some jagaloon could step in front of you on a fast break in a pickup basketball league in the morning, and you tear three ligaments in your fucking ankle. So it's just like – Yeah, but it's just like I see what you're saying, but it's like it seemed like LeBron never sprained his ankle, and I think there's a reason for that. But, it, you know, now at 30 – what is he, 36 now? Starting to see maybe – maybe a little light at the end of the tunnel of his career. Cause this, this is a guy who was never hurt. Like when everybody's been hurt, LeBron was a guy who was never really hurt. Started taking off more games over the past three years, but I mean, that's just kind of a league wide thing now. And it's just kind of, kind of pussy. If you ask me. That's, well, that, that starts the whole conversation over again and why I like the play in and why we like the play in at the opening line. It's because you're talking to guys that only have a podcast to talk about gambling and that actually gives us something to gamble on. I think we throw our money endlessly at the NBA when it first comes back in October, November. I did that, and I was with you while we were doing that. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't – it's so hard to bet NBA regular season because you don't know who's going to play, who's going to sit out, who's really in the mood to play if they're on the court. Now right. you get playing games. you got to win those games. So that makes betting better. Um, LeBron getting older thing, that's fine. That stems from me saying – would AD be able to take over the Lakers if he left? And it doesn't look like that would be the case, in my opinion. And who knows? I what? I don't think he could. I don't think he could. I don't think a lot of players in this league could. And that's why we see these mega teams. And that's why, all full circle here, we're all over the place from talking to the NBA, less teams in the NBA. I think hey, Less I'm teams, fewer playoff spots. Literally, I understand how much money would be lost making that happen, but – that's how this sport becomes competitive again. It's not a very competitive sport. It, it's really not. Yeah, at, I think at, at brought, a professional level, college basketball, love it. That shit is gold. Except for their right. issues with recruiting now and players being able to go to the NBA, they'll have to readjust. <laughs> but college basketball, pure. Can gamble every yeah. in college basketball. Very pure. But yeah, I mean, you look at the NBA over the past decade. It's it's really been run by three or four players literally 
I mean, you got Steph, LeBron, Kawhi, and and then you know, you've got a little bit our younger age. Kobe really ran it. There was a little more sprinkle spatter, but it was Kobe and Tim Duncan. It was Spurs, Lakers. The Lakers won six. The Spurs won four. In our young childhood, you get the pitter patter. Like we don't. That's actually even better point. Back then, you get the pitter patter teams. The Pistons pulling one out. You get the Magic making the finals. They know they didn't win. You get some random teams, like kind of like the NFL, where one football game, one playoff game, you can get different. The teams seem to alter. I know that you see a lot of the Patriots, but you also have the Seahawks, the Broncos, the Carolina Panthers. You get a bunch more variety. Baseball, clearly, every it's different all the time. Yeah. The NBA, you don't even get pitter-patter anymore. LeBron was in the finals of like 10 of 11 last – 10 of the last 11 yeah. NBA finals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and the Golden State Warriors were in how many – like – I don't know. It's a tough yeah. league. It's a tough league. But that's why playing games, none of those top dogs are in it, and you got teams that need to ball out. Those are going to be the best games to bet on. I'm telling you that right now. That's why we're talking about the NBA today. We don't talk about the NBA because we don't bet on it. But I'm going to tell you right now, betting on the playing games and betting on Dame Lillard, let me tell you, Dame Dash, this guy is going to go off. Dame Dalla, whatever he is. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Um, that's pretty much all I got for basketball. I know you want to talk baseball. Is there anything else in between? Uh, well, we could talk a little bit about the that little draft that happened last week. That's okay with you. <laughs> all right. Well, since Ethan doesn't want to talk about it, uh, the same day as draft day, there was some big news out there that Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. Wow. Not that I thought I was going to give you the space to run with the draft, but the fact that you're going to go all the way there. Oh, yeah. I'm going Ross, there. Ross doesn't want to talk about it. So the Packers GM to Jerry Krause. And if you watch that Bulls documentary, Jerry was not a very liked guy on that Bulls team. So the question is, Ross, does Aaron Rodgers suit up in a Green Bay uniform this year? Honest opinion. Yes. <laughs> All right. Continue the politician. All right. Jerry Cross is a great assessment. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers said it. I if you if you listen to sports, okay, there's ESPN who honestly it's like they're just a porn company at this point. They just manufacture as much shit that you like possible. Doesn't have to be accurate at all. They are and they have and they've gone downhill. Gone downhill. It's all your favorite porn stars have left, and now you got amateurs. And that's what it is. Honest to God. Watch Pat McAfee. Watch A.J. Hawk on their Sirius XM show. It's there, there's a lot less bullshitting. And, in fact, they – Watch MLB Network. MLB Network when you're dogging baseball. I completely agree. I don't give a shit about anything on the NBA front. But Jerry Krause, I don't disagree. And I, I, there's two arguments as a Packer fan – Yes. So we're a week in now, and I've been suffering to the highest degree. I asked for one thing in life, right? I mean, I lied. I asked for two things in life, uh, healthy family and friends, and then the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl. And really nothing else. Honestly, God, I work my ass off every day of the week. I deal with everybody else's stresses in the world. I put so much out there, and all I ask for is a short 16-week span in the fall of excellence and pure greatness. And all I've gotten 
is a decade of seven NFC championship losses. And now I'm dealing with Aaron Rodgers, who in all reports has still not said a single word. And I think there's a lot of fabrication behind a lot of this stuff. Pat McAfee, stay woke. Jerry, the reason Jerry Krause thing makes sense is because at the end of the Bulls tenure, which everyone got to watch in the last dance, Jerry Krause started spinning stories about individual players and whether the Scottie Pippen, they're going to get rid of him. And it starts internally with Pippen wanting to leave. Wasn't so much the case. Michael Jordan about him not return. They said they, when they told everybody that Phil Jackson wasn't going to come back the following year, that was like their way of being like, we're going to start fresh. It's going to be a new team. And this is how we're going to rebuild. What I've been hearing is last year, Mr. Brian Guntekunst or Mr. Brian Guntekunst Kraus was telling people Rodgers would not be the starting quarterback in 2021. Now, if that is the case, and we are getting a little Jerry Krauseism up in Green Bay, I'm all in for him being booted because I disagree with a lot of the things he did, starting with, and I've got these people backing me up, Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, not going after Will Fuller this past year before the trade deadline. We had the capital to do it, could have made that move, whether it was for one year or not. Look at the Cubs who brought Araldis Chapman in for one year, they win a World Series. The other one is this Jordan Love pick, which not only did I think it was a bad pick when it happened, I think the lack of communication you had with your starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, is the reason we're here now. The fact that you didn't tell him this was going to happen. And so some would say, why do they owe that to him? Well, you owe a lot to a guy who for 14 years has made you the most winning team in the NFC. So I think there, he, it's been handled so poorly when Gutenkunz came in, I wasn't a big fan. I understand that he's drafted a pretty good defense around him. Jair Alexander, can't take that away from him. Fantastic. But he didn't draft the Devontae Adams and the Randall Cobbs and the Jordy Nelsons and all of that back then. I know they were not first-round picks or second-round picks. I know they were all second-round picks. But Gutenkunz, a little crousty to me. I'm okay with him leaving. I saw that early report this week being like Rodgers was like, Choose between me and Guntekunz. I keep Mark Murphy up top. Keep Matt Lafleur below. I don't give a fuck who you put in at the GM spot. I really don't care. And I, I know for a fact Aaron Rodgers didn't make that demand, but um, it's tough, man. Clearly, you can hear it in me. I think this is the first time I've got to speak about it. This is like therapy. <laughs> this is like therapy. I asked for it's one thing. Just one thing. You did, but doesn't always work out, but let's uh, take a look at a couple other teams. And first off, Roz, let's get your thoughts on our hometown Chicago Bears moving up. <laughs> You're just dagger, dagger, dagger. It's just like, let's talk about your Packers and get you emotional. Dagger. Let's talk about the Bears, who everyone's going to be so hyped on. Dagger. <laughs> I mean, I think we got to talk about it. I was not expecting Justin Fields to end up in Chicago on draft night, but the Bears, they come up, they oh. make a move, and land what a lot of people were saying was the second-best quarterback in college football at the start of the year. Took a big fall, especially in the last like month before the draft. But the Bears, I would say with Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's jobs in the line, they go up and they make a big move. So what, let's get your unbiased thoughts 
on the Bears moving up to get Justin Fields? Well, I'm going to need you, like all good high school English papers, I'm going to need you to cite that what I'm saying is unbiased because I said this prior to the draft, before the pick came in. said all of this, and you and Jared could vouch for this. I promise. One, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, if you're a Bears fan, if you're that organization, there are five quarterbacks to pick from, four, five, whatever it was in this draft. Everyone's so hyped on. They could have all gone one, two, three, four, five. You got to move up and get one, right? You're talking about the Bears who give away draft capital like it's candy. They did move up and get one. That's what I'm saying. So that move shouldn't be as shocking as you made it sound is what I was saying. Like, oh. I was less shocked about that, less shocked about the pick. There were some other things in this draft that were interesting to me. Um, Mac Jones. He hugged Roger Goodell and he said exactly what I was thinking. I, this is what I wanted. Don't tell anybody. Mac Jones is going to have a significantly better career than Justin Fields. And I said that before the picks. I said that when you asked me, who would you least like the Bears to draft here? And then I, in reverse, if I were you guys, who would, if I was a Bears fan, want them to draft the most? I think Mac Jones would have been the better quarterback option. I think Justin Fields has this potential, but it also fades. Like, I understand those meteoric numbers in what was a very bad Big Ten for his two years, last two years there. And I know he beat Clemson, beat the number one guy who was taken number one overall by the Jaguars. Um, and I know he was hurt in the national championship game. I just, for some reason, there's something in me that doesn't, it, it's not going to be the guy. And for me to be saying this, you could be like, fuck you, Ethan. I'm like, all right, you're right. Fuck me. I, who gives me the credit to say anything I want to say? I obviously don't want the Bears to do well. But that's not going to, like, I'm going to give you my honest – I just don't – I think Mac Jones would have been the better pick. I think Justin Fields isn't going to live up to the expectation that the Chicago Bears and their fans are going to put on him. He could, have, he, he could be a Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was a good quarterback, but didn't live up to Bears' expectations. You Put your hand down, put your hand up, whatever you want to do. To I would say it was a little above average. And you were good. about to go straight average with Andy Dalton. So – a little above average is actually just what you need if you're a Chicago Bears fan, especially when you guys talk about how good your defense is. So I think the pressure is going to be a lot on Justin Fields. I don't think he's going to live up to it. I think there's going to be – I think there's – you're going to – this one I just came up. There's going to be a, a similar trajectory to Mitch Trubisky. Oof. That's tough. Um, well, regardless of what happens here – I think the one thing that the Bears and the Bears fans walk away with is – Remember, Mitch won a ton of games. He did. He's a winning record as a quarterback. Um, but the one thing we'll walk away with is hope. And Dude. before, before Dude, there's a snap, it's great. Chicago, Chicago hope is one of the funniest things ever to me, right? Because it's almost like if I'm to argue with you, and it's, you're not the friend to argue with because you really you're not you're so much more about the betting and fantasy football than you are about the Bears. You like the Bears, so I'll give you that respect. But mm -hmm. arguing with Bear fans with hope is like they just won the Super Bowl and they became better than me, right? So it's like I can say that my team went to the NFC Championship game, which is one of the last four teams left in the league, but Bears still were better. They were better before they even had the hope. You know, we, we drafted Justin Fields. We were better. We were better in 2020. We were better in 2019 because we, we drafted Justin Fields 
two weeks ago, a week ago. Bears fans, it's funny. Chicago sports are funny, honestly. Chicago sports fans, um, it's great. And I'm a Chicago sports fan most of the time, but this Bears-Packers thing is never going to be settled. Yeah, so once we get past the NFC North, Roz, there was a – I would say definitely a lot of air out of the balloon with the third pick as I know both me and Rube were riding on Mac Jones. <laughs> I know you guys were, that's another pick that I'm like, Oh yeah. Two years in a row with the draft. I remember it was Herbert over Tua and this year it was Jones over Lance. I got both of them wrong. It really put a bad taste in my mouth the rest of the first round. But Roz, I know we talked about this last week with the 49ers and what direction should they oh, go yeah. here? We got in a big argument last week. We did get in a big argument. I, I would argue with the, Dude, I look at the first three picks, and I think we're going to see two of those teams back in the first three picks next year. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think we definitely could. Um, I'm not talking about the Jaguars. Wow. You think the 49ers I, are going to be that I, bad? I come back on that a little bit because the 49ers team is really good. I think exactly. So did did they make the right or wrong decision drafting Trey Lance there? Yes, they did. But I said that last week. I don't think that team. And I'm Wait, gonna, I didn't. Yes, they did. What? Right or wrong? They're wrong. Okay. For drafting, for drafting quarterback. Ready? Here's who they should have drafted: Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Penny Sewell, um, Kyle Pitts, JC Horn. No, because they have Kittle. I mean, unless unless you want. Mean. You can make a case for the Gronk, Aaron Hernandez days, like how powerful those two tight ends would be. That's pretty powerful. That, yeah, and maybe because they have Ayuk and Debo Samuels, they have a pretty good outside um, squad. I mean, could have gone with a cornerback. I know that secondary is pretty good, but they, they could use some help. I think they're getting older on that side. Micah Parsons could use an inside. Like they could be literally basically picks four through 12. Could have used pretty much all of them except for Justin Fields. And just like – yeah, honestly, there was just there, to me the 49ers such a stacked team, defensively, offensively. Jimmy Grapple is a winning quarterback. He won games for you. Won games. That's all he all he did was win. Took you to Super Bowl. Lost to the best quarterback probably in the league. And I'm saying that over my own guy. Didn't believe in the pick, and I think Zach Wilson looks like he's 16 years old and is going to play like he's 16 years old. I think the Jets are the first overall pick next year. It could be, but I remember last week you were talking up the offensive line, and they they did some work in the in the first Zach round. There, won't be able to look over him. I mean, Zach Wilson can. We could start riding a roller coaster at the same time. We late in our life, and we didn't grow much past that. So, I mean, I don't care about his height. You can play. You can play. I don't even. But regardless. Um, Next pick, I, I thought was a little questionable, just seeing what happened to Joe Burrow last year. But the Bengals oh, going with Jamar I, Chase five. I like it. You like? I thought so. I thought it needed to happen. I wonder where that would have sh- shook up for the rest of my. Uh, I wonder where that would have shook up. I mean, the Panthers took my money and ran with it, and that I won't be able to get over that. It was, it was a tough. A tough top ten for all three of us. Yeah, if you listen to any of our picks, I'm so sorry. And I, I hit a single bet the entire night. Did not. I went over. Um, 
But Chase, I thought was fine. Waddle, I thought was fine. Again, the Dolphins showed ex- like the Dolphins just signed a bunch of wide receivers. Already had a bunch of wide receivers, but let's add some more weapons. Interesting. If you look at these picks, Jamar Chase, who played with Joe Burrow, Jalen Waddle, who played with Tua. Then you go down some more. Devontae Smith, who's played with Jalen Hurts, and it still goes on. You've got Trevor Lawrence being reunited with Travis Etienne, who was did not like that at time. all. What? I thought that was a horrible pick but by the Jets. Like that draft pick because of fantasy football, which I think that's fine. Mm, look so much no. What do you mean? That wasn't the only reason. I, dude, you just had a rookie running back, James Robinson, have a thousand yard season. So now you, never have, to, now you never have to pay a running back. You never have to pay a running back if you're Jack. No, but the Jaguars need help in, in a lot more positions than just running back. I, I didn't like that pick. I love I love the player. But the, it just didn't – it doesn't make a lot of sense. If they had nobody there, but James Robinson was maybe the, the fantasy breakout success story of the year. And it just – it didn't make a lot of sense to me. You know what's so funny? I'm, I'm circling back a little bit right now to give the Bears some credit. The be- in, I'm 26. I'm 26. And I've watched a lot of drafts. I've been around for a lot of Bears football, a lot of Packers football, a lot of Bears drafts. Bears drafted well. They did. I got to be honest with you. Like, I, surprised to say, if Justin Field turns out, look what happened. Look what else they did. Tevin, Jet, or Tevin Jenkins, who they traded up in the second round, took in the seventh pick, or yeah, the seventh pick of the second round, took offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins, who was first round graded. Not bad. And then, obviously, they didn't have a pick from round three to four because they traded everything in their mother's. But you go with another offensive lineman, um, Daz Newsom. I mean, you watched Daz. The guy made us some money at UNC. Quick kid, runner. Could be a good wide receiver. He's kind of like a, a Mooney, literally just another – I want to call it Deborah Mooney, but that's a client at the company I work at, whatever his name is. Um, so I thought the Bears' first two picks, they went all in. Offensively speaking, they know what their defense has already, if, especially if it's healthy. You go in, I think you get an awesome offensive tackle. And then, again, you're just you're waiting on fields. But I think it's the best first two picks I've seen the Bears make in a long time. Go up and get your man. Go up and get another man that will protect him. Yeah, I thought they did, they did really well. Um, one of the funniest things for me in the first round, uh, not, not because you lost – the defense bet, but it seemed like my my one reaction, I thought the most surefire pick was going to be Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys. <laughs> it goes eight, nine, Daisy Horn, Sertan to the Broncos. And I'm sitting there like thinking, oh my God, the, the Cowboys, like they were going to make the right decision and take a defensive guy. And now, now neither of them are there. Um, so they end up trading down and taking Micah Parsons. So I think he's a very good player. But it's just disappointing, you know, seeing that team with Van Der Esch and Sean Lee, who's now retired, uh, you know, what could have been. Um, but, yeah, that was funny to see that little three-way NFC East battle with the 10, 11, and 12 because, you know, the Giants – or, excuse me, the Eagles were trading up to take Devonta Smith in front of the Giants, and that's exactly what they did. And uh, – <laughs> I heard something that the cowboy the Cowboys got poached twice. How everyone and their mothers and then their grandmothers and their deceased great grandmothers knew they were gonna take Sertan at ten. 
And so they were read like a book. And obviously those Denver and Carolina's picks were locked in beforehand, but um, they, uh, they kept hushed. They kept it hushed. They didn't want to be moving up to like trade with them because they wanted Sertan and they wanted JC Horn. And it just left the Cowboys in the awkward situation of, I can't trade up because they know who I'm going to take. So they don't want to give it to me. And, they were stuck, and apparently that happened again in the second round with um, Trevin Morig or something, safety from TCU, somebody else they were targeting for their secondary. And uh, and they couldn't move up, and the, the Raiders jumped right in front of them one pick before to take them because they knew who, they, who the Cowboys were going after. Jerry is nothing if not predictable, and honestly, if he could have had his way, he would have drafted Devonta Smith at 10 and probably Rondell Moore at 44. So it's a tough team. America's team is a bunch of bullshit, but that's just my opinion. Um, so Patriots had a good draft too. I'm looking at these things. They did? We didn't make any money on the draft. We're usually a gambling show. We're kind of out of gambling season. I made no money on the draft. I lost all my money on the draft, honestly. I did too. Like $500 almost worth. Fucking Najee Harris, one pick before Travis E.T. Like, that was playbook, right? That one, for days we knew it was going to happen. The Steelers are going to take Najee Harris, not Travis Etienne. We needed one team to jump up before the 24th pick, take the boy Travis Etienne, who was being courted by a bunch of teams. More so than Najee Harris. We couldn't even get that. Couldn't even get that. Yeah, and in my one of my biggest frustrations um, after we lost all the big bets in the first 10 picks, I had Quiddy pay defensive end for Michigan under 18 and a half. And you had the Cardinals and the Raiders, two teams could have made a great argument. They needed a guy like Quiddy pay and the Raiders. Uh, take with the Alex Leatherhead offensive tackle. Alex Leatherwood. They take, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama, who's a great player, but was graded out on most people's boards in the low 60s, high 70s. It basically took a second-round pick at the 16th pick. Then the guy from Tulsa goes, the linebacker, who's a stud, but, you know, he was playing at Tulsa. And then the icing on the cake was Arizona taking the defensive end from Miami, who I was reading about him. He took a year off of football. You mean, he was hurt. You mean Miami? I was like, very, yeah, the Miami Dolphins took the Miami kid. Yeah, whatever it was, it was just like, and Quiddy Pay, you know, he, and I'm glad it didn't go 19 because that would have freaking set me off. You, but got, you got screwed on uh, Rashad Bateman, too. I did. By a did pick. By one pick. Yeah, you got, is that the guy you got taken out of his, like, the hotel room? I don't know. He's the Minnesota wide receiver. Yeah. You got him at 27 and a half, and the Ravens snagged him the pick before. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, it was a, it was a tough, it was a tough yeah. draft. At, uh, and the Packers took Eric Stokes, which makes no sense to me, but it's the Packers' second and third rounds that I love a lot. Center from Ohio State, Josh Myers, and then our boy Amari Rodgers, because I can guarantee you one thing, Rodgers will be playing in Green Bay come this season. <laughs> You can guarantee that. Um, so, yeah, overall, it was fun. And, you know, if you ever watch the draft. <laughs> you, didn't mean that. Seven. you didn't mean that in an ounce of what you just said. Overall, it was fun. You know how miserable it was for three and a half hours? <laughs> I was. 
rounds two through seven are something else. They are much more fun to watch. The They're picks more. are flying. The first round, everything's got to take 15 minutes. But two through seven, I mean, you go down and take a bite of a hamburger, and they're already coming up with the next pick, and it's awesome. But the, the bad part is I don't know who anybody's name is anymore, except for two, maybe two guys around. So eh, that's what you get with TV. But, you know, we'll see. I don't, no Super Bowl odds were drastically affected by the draft. So at the end of the day, it's just another news item until except we actually – Except for the one four hours before the draft, the one news story that had to break. Exactly. Setting us to 18 to 1. What a fucking bunch of Michigan. Well, if Rodgers is playing this year, then I think that'd be a pretty good price, don't you think? <laughs> I would rip it. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> there we go. First bet of first futures bet of the year. Every year. <laughs> yeah. One of these years, baby. That's right. That is right. So I think that covers up. Uh, covers all the sports news that we've got today my one last final thought and we're, we are going to get into a little more baseball as the year moves on I promise but uh, RIP to Albert Pujols on the Angels um, he was released earlier today and you know no matter what you say about the guy how he's playing now that 10-year stretch in St. Louis I think will go down as the best decade for any hitter in baseball history and Albert no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, they're talking about might get picked up by the White Sox, who could maybe use an extra bat with Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez out for a while. So I hope he lands somewhere, but, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to watch when one of your, I guess, your childhood baseball idols start, starts to break down. And it's been happening for a few years now, but um, the Angels finally call it quits. Yeah. And the Angels, who were at one point first in their division, now 13 and 16, losing their last four. Um, breaks my heart. Trout's so good. He's never been on a good team. He hasn't even made the playoffs. He's made it once. He made it once. That's basically once. never making the playoffs. That's right. Jesus. That is correct. Cubs winning three in a row. They're two and a half back. Phillies are the best team in baseball because of Bryce Harper, who's the best player of all time. Um, Bryce's middle name is Babe Ruth, actually, and uh, he plays like it. Um, I don't think there's a better player ever, honestly, in whatever league you, you support. But uh, Phillies, hop on them now while you can. Get them at a good price. Bryce Harper for MVP, hop on that now while you can get it for a good price. Um, join the Roz wagon. And uh, – yeah, Wits, anything to close out this show? Uh, no, that just wanted to give my shout-out to Albert. And, uh, yeah, that was it for today. Hey, we're coming up on another weekend. Ethan's back on the west side. And when there's no sports and no play-in games to be had, that means Roz is going out. And you can bet two to one that tequila is the drink of choice come Friday. <laughs> I love it. That's the it. opening line with your host, Wits and Roz. We'll be back next week, drunker than ever. All right, peace out, everybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
on, she gon' hit you with every pay. Yeah. You don't wanna stick around, believe me. to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube